Hi everyone, it's Stefan in London. Andrea and I had such a blast baking up the chocolate and salted pistachio babka buns and recording ourselves doing it when we were together in London recently. We decided to release the entire audio endeavor as a standalone episode, as a bonus companion to episodes 116 and 117. As you may remember, one of our preheated 19 for 19 baking resolutions was to record ourselves in the kitchen. Thanks to listener Christine for suggesting such a fun challenge. So pull up a chair and welcome to my kitchen. chocolate babka buns together in my London kitchen. So exciting, our bake-along, one of our 19 for 19 resolutions to bake something together. And also to record some audio. Oh, So right. we're using this remote microphone. Oh yeah. You can probably tell. Might sound a little bouncy. So Andrea, we have the yeasted dough almost ready to go because our butter and our milk mixture is nicely melted okay. together and, and we're going to let that cool a little bit. We are cooling to lukewarm. So our bread mixture is the strong bread flour, the caster sugar, the salt, some yeast, uh, one zested lemon, and then we melted down the milk and the butter. And then now we need to add an egg, but I'm guessing that's after that butter mixture has cooled. Yeah, we don't yes. want a scrambled egg. Right, no. Hmm. And so at the same time, we're also making the filling. And Andrea, I have to tell you, this makes me nervous. Why? Because we're doing two parts of the recipe at once. But there's two of us. I know. <laughs> no, this is how I bake. I would go on to step three if I could. And I'd be like, step one, complete. Then step two. <laughs> so sequential. So one thing we already noticed is that I stock 2% milk, the oh, equivalent, yeah. or semi-skimmed in mm -hmm. the UK. And you said that you're always baking with whole milk. I'm always baking with whole milk. That is what we drink and that is what we use. So I don't know how much of a difference in this particular recipe. There's not an enormous amount of milk. It was about, well, it was 275 mils, which is what, about a cup? A little more than a cup. A little cup. more than a cup, yeah. So um, that'll be a little bit different, but otherwise I think it'll be about the same. Okay, so the chocolate is almost fully melted along with the butter, and this is for the filling. Okay, and once that has fully melted, we're going to remove it from the heat and use a small whisk to mix in this combination, which is the icing sugar or confectioner sugar, as I call it, and the cocoa powder. Special delivery from good old US of A. <laughs> I showed up with a container of Hershey's cocoa, vital ingredient. Okay, the chocolate is melted. I'm going to turn my burner off. Okay. It's in a double boiler, which you can easily make just over a pan of simmering uh, water, just a heat-proof bowl. And yeah. so remember that it's hot. I sometimes forget that. Oh, when you and grab the bowl. Yeah. Yeah, tricky. Okay, so Stefan's pulling the bowl out. I always am very careful here because this is also a spot where you might accidentally drip some water into the chocolate, which would cause it to seize, and that's not pretty. Okay, remove from the heat. Use a small whisk to mix in the icing sugar and the cocoa powder. Do you have a small whisk for me? This is the only whisk I have. This is a large <laughs> there whisk, it is. but it shall do. All right, and we're gonna mix that in. Right here? Yeah, go ahead and pop it in. And I did not sift the cocoa powder nor the icing sugar because the recipe did not tell me to. And why would I add extra steps? 
if I didn't need to. So those, those lumps are making I know. me nervous. So I am <laughs> I am attacking the lumps with great vigor. No, they're gonna come out. Don't worry. Okay, and I may have pulled out my hand sifter at this point because I, I dearly love it. As you guys know, it's one of my favorite kind of low-tech appliances. Mm -hmm. But no, it is coming out. It's it's looking really pretty smooth. Well, and, you know, those might be lumps, but they might be bubbles. See, I would just say, oh, those are bubbles. See, they disappear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I feel good about that. Okay, so set aside until thickened to a spreadable consistency. These are the types of instructions that... I would prefer a little more information. So just a simple line like, this might take half an hour, and or you this might take three hours. And also, should we put this in the fridge? No, nope. I'm guessing no. Yeah. I'm a little, it's really liquidy. We were mm -hmm. thinking it might thicken up with the right. addition of that flour and cocoa. It's still super liquidy. And I'm wondering, our yeast dough is gonna rise for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to be spreadable in an hour and a half? Well, he wrote this step as step two. Mm. To me, if it needed over an hour and a half, this would have been step one because then it would have needed all of that rise time to get thick. So I think it'll be fine. We'll just leave it sitting out. I mean, okay. we've got a full hour to go here. We're going to set it aside at room temp. I'll just leave the whisk in it. Uh, okay. No? Yes? I always worry about like a metallic flavor, okay. especially with something like chocolate. Take it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Room temp, setting aside. And we'll go back to our bread mixture. We've got all the dry ingredients mixed together. We've melted the milk and butter. We've set it aside to cool to lukewarm. And then we are supposed to add the milk mixture and one egg to the flour mixture gradually to form a shaggy dough. You may not need all of the liquid. Well, let me walk over to my pantry and get that egg. Okay, oh, that's right, pantry, so bizarre. This is very different for me. Stefan keeps her eggs in her pantry, not in her refrigerator. And it doesn't say to beat the egg first. Even whisk it up a little bit? It doesn't say that. Add the milk mixture and one egg to the flour mixture gradually. Where do you come down on that whole philosophy of, gonna you know, you're adding eggs to a cake batter. And mm -hmm. people say you should always crack it into a little bowl in case you get a bad egg. I don't worry about getting a bad egg. I don't even know what a bad egg is, but I often crack into a little bowl because I do like to sort of whisk the egg a little bit before I add it, just because, especially in this one, it says you may not need all of the liquid. I don't want them to be only getting white. Right. Or only getting exactly. White. Yeah. Okay. So I'm whisking my egg. And is that mixture cold to lukewarm? It still feels really warm. No, that's still... Okay. You f yeah, I think that's still too hot. And so I we'll say we take a little, a little tea break. Take a break. <laughs> See you guys in a bit. Okay, so we are back and ready. Our buttermilk mixture is what we consider to be lukewarm. Mm -hmm. And that took, what, maybe like 15 minutes? I think so, yeah. And we've added the egg to that cooled mixture, and we are adding it now to the flour yeast mixture. So our aim, they say, is a shaggy dough, which I'm very fond of. I love a shaggy dough. We might not need all of the liquid, is what it says. So It looks really dry right now, and we have added about two-thirds of yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe we're not going to need all of this liquid. Oh, let's go a little bit more. I'm going to do half of the remainder. 
And does Ed want us at some point to switch to our hands? Should I we get out some flour for the board? We do. Uh, board? We do need we need a board. We need some flour, and we're going for 10 to 15 minutes. So I feel we that's need to be it, comfortable. That's one of your 19 for 19s as well. I know. I know. I'm very excited. Although, haven't I already done it? I feel like I did something in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah you did. Um, it was only eight minutes, but I was stretching it. Okay, well, this is for sure. This is for sure, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, why don't you get me out a board? I'm saying let's add it all I in. think so, too. Yeah, it's still we're still seeing lots of pockets of flour. Okay, so that was, we used all the liquid, which was the butter and milk, and then we added in the egg. Yeah. And let's flour our board. I'm going to move okay. your coffee. And then we'll probably need more flour for dusting. Oh, this is quite sticky now. So putting some flour on my work surface, and I'm just using the same flour oh, that... Oh, we're just going right on the counter. Oh, for sure. Where would you need it? Well, uh, my counters are, um, they're actually floor tiles. <laughs> so I have all the seams. Oh, got it. Between no, them. Is, and mine is smooth. Yeah, mine is you smooth. just so have yeah, a full just dump on. it out. Mm -hmm. okay, this is very exciting. Just right on the counter. Okay. So the, the dough is definitely on the stickier side now. Yeah. And we have a good quantity of flour on my counter. So we'll be incorporating some of that. Andrew, does the recipe say, you know, sometimes they'll say you will be incorporating another cup of flour during the kneading process. Does it say anything like I that? I don't recall that instruction. It says, knead until the dough is smooth and elastic, mm -hmm. 10 mm -hmm. to 15 minutes. Well, should I take the first shift? Yeah, sure. Okay, here we go. Okay. So, yeah. Echo, set a five minute timer. Five minutes. And then that's our special guest star, Echo. Echo. And then I will clean this bowl and oil it. And this Excellent. can be our rise that's bowl. That's going to go well. for the rise. Yeah. Ooh, and we can use the bread basket cover that we got from Alexander Stafford. Oh, the colonial, the, the colonial, colonial doily hat. hat. The colonial bread hat. Okay, so I'm kneading and I like to knead with, I fold over the dough and I push it with the palm or the, uh, yeah, the palm of my palm of hand, hand yeah. and then I fold it back. And then when it gets too long, I fold it the other way, just back and forth. Yeah. Just gonna chill out here, have a moment of zen or while I'm doing my kneading. Already really nice. It's absorbing quite a lot of flour. Yeah, it's very sticky. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it's getting less sticky as I'm yeah, incorporating this, but it's getting nice and smooth already. And here in London today, it is about 47 degrees Fahrenheit. It's overcast. There's some dampness in the air. It's been raining, so some humidity. Not super warm. Good bread-making weather. And it smells really good. It smells really yeasty. So one thing, Andrea, that we discovered, the yeast specified in this recipe doesn't say what kind, and just kind of by common sense, we figured that because this has a relatively short rise, and also for the quantity called, yeah. For, this is a rapid rise yeast, so it's really important. The other way you can figure that out is if it would be an active dry yeast, you would need to bloom it in some liquid yeah, they would first, have proof it. and yeah. here we added it just right with the other dry ingredients. So that's another clue, but they're not interchangeable. So make sure you're using your rapid rise. Okay. Should I pause the recording since we're just going to be kneading for 15 minutes? It's not fascinating to you. The longest episode ever. <laughs> as much as I'm sure our listeners Fast forward. would love. All right, so the dough rose nicely in our one hour. Definitely doubled in volume. Yeah. I have punched it down. 
I've taken it out of the bowl. I'm starting to roll and I'm realizing I only know how to roll in a circle and not into a rectangle. Okay. Suggestions? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of always a, it's never completely sharp edges. Right? No, no, no. But yeah, but, you're, it looks but like it's so, getting there. It's looking, okay. Just, yeah. so just keep, um, sorry, I realize Stefan and I are having a visual conversation on an auditory format, but. And we are rolling this to 20 by 40, 40 by 60 centimeters, which is 18 by 24 inches. Okay. So pretty good, good size here. Yeah. And Stefan has a lovely little ruler handy. It's my ruler's ruler, and it lists all of the rulers of England since the year, like, uh, zero. Since the year... Yeah, since 43, 43 AD. AD. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's handy, because sometimes you're just like, who was ruler? In... Let me go to the kitchen yeah. and tell you. Who was ruler in 1216? Uh, is it one of the ones that still says, like, Frederick the Conqueror, <laughs> or one of those guys? No, it's one of the Henrys. With oh, the number. okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right, so 60, I'm currently at like 40, so I need to yeah, go it's, it's long. It's longer. Big. Meantime, we put our filling, which was the chocolate butter filling, we put it in the fridge. I'd say it got firm in that hour for yeah, sure. So yeah. we're setting it out at room temp again, but it's the consistency of, I think we were hoping for like a Nutella. It's a, a little thicker than a that. A peanut butter consistency Nutella. It is a little bit thicker, but that's such an easy fix. We can either pop it in the microwave or we could put it over, you know, the a double boiler very double boiler again. For a, yes. But I don't think we're going to need to. I think it's going to be. No, agreed. Okay. So let me check my measurements. Now I got very addicted to the rolling pin we used yesterday in our bread ahead class mm, on puff pastry. puff pastry. It's what I would call a dowel rolling pin. So it was the very thick and it was the same width on the edges as it was in the center. Now I'm using what I call a French pin, which the edges are tapered and I'm, you know, running into difficulties a little bit because I've, I've already adjusted for my different type of rolling pin. Yeah, I thought that rolling pin was more substantial. Mm -hmm. It was heavier, but yeah. I didn't like it because I kept running into my wrists on the sides. Oh, yeah. And that's why the taper is nice. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling good. Let's yeah, measure. Looking good. It's a nice rectangle too. Okay, so that. All right, so I'm up to 54 and I'm supposed to be going to 60. Okay. So a little, a little bit, bit more. more. And it's real. what I'm loving it is I can see the little flecks of lemon zest in it. That's you nice. know how happy that makes me. It's a very easy dough to work with. Yes, beautiful. Nice and smooth and elastic. Okay. There we go. We've got our 60 and then we're supposed to have 40. So I need 10 inches. So I need okay. to... Do some roll-in? Oh, sure. Sorry. Stefan really had nice. to just rest the rolling pins out of my hand. I was... What were we at there? What did... We were at 30. So we need okay, five more centimeters on either side. We're going to run out of counter. Yeah, this is interesting. I'm normally used to when you're rolling something out that you're given a thickness. And that's how you kind of know how how far to go, but in this case, you're given dimensions that you're rolling to. Yeah, so, so what do you think for thickness? You're maybe at like half an inch? Oh, this thickness? Mm. Mm. I would say more like a quarter inch. Okay, quarter inch. Yeah, I mean, I could use my, my ruler's ruler. My ruler's ruler? See. Yeah, I'd say we're at a quarter. Okay, yep. mm -hmm. and right at now a quarter inch. we are looking for 40, and huh. we are at nice. 38. So maybe okay, two maybe more? just a smidge, just more. a smidge on each of the edges. You know, it does. This dough does have nice springs, so as we are um, rolling it out, it does spring back a little bit. So, and we probably should be flowering a bit. I love the flower. I hate the flower. I love the flower. I, I hate the I flower. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. Jotin. No jotin. <laughs> Apologies. Apologies. Real French speakers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Okay, I think we were right. there. That is a hefty spread rectangle the, of dough. Spread the filling over half the dough, top with pistachios and sea salt flakes. Fold the uncovered dough over the filling and gently press together. Okay, this is just way too firm. Okay, so, so microwave. Nuke it. I'm going to nuke it at a really low 600 watt for like 20 seconds. So I do not want it to melt. And listeners, this is like magic to me because I do not own a microwave. So watching Stefan do this is really quite exciting. Is it also magic that that is an oven? I know. As you were doing that, it said what type of heat, and you could pick microwave. And I think we, didn't we cook our cauliflower in there the other night? Yeah, we roasted cauliflower in the microwave. So it's very I exciting. I don't understand the technology of play there. Very exciting. You know what else I'm going to do while we're waiting? Um, since these pistachios are going in, it said a rough chop, which I did a rough chop, but I'm still seeing some big chunks. I'm going to chop it up a little bit more because I just don't think you want big chunks of pistachios in this. Would you agree? I think big chunks of nuts are never... Yeah, never good yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a rule. So I'm going to chop these up a little bit more. Okay, so 20 seconds definitely got this a little bit. I'm, in, I'm just stirring it now to try to loosen it, and I think I like That's this. That's perfect? Okay, yeah. excellent. Maybe we didn't need to put it in the fridge, but that was a pretty quick fix. Oh, I'm going to take a picture of our dough before we start. Yeah, it's a nice, nice, it's a huge. It's, it's a really big rectangle. Too. It's really beautiful. Okay, so we are spreading this filling over half of the dough. Andrea, do you think we should do it the long half or the short half? Does it specify? Doesn't specify. I was thinking the long because we're cutting it into thin strips between two and two and a half centimeters thick. And what's our serving size? Our serving size is not listed. Oh, no, makes 15 to 20. Okay, I'm going to put it on the top half of the long side so I can roll up instead okay, of rolling yeah. down. All right. Mm. This is a really nice thick. It smells super chocolatey. This is a dark chocolate filling. Yummy. I could just eat this filling. And the pistachios are bright green. I know there's some different types of pistachios that have a less vibrant color, but they do encourage you to search out the ones that have that nice bright green. I think the contrast between the golden dough and the chocolate filling and the green pistachio is going to be very pretty. Stefan, when you were a kid, did you ever go in places that had the red pistachios in a machine by the door and you would put like a nickel or a dime in there and they were warm? Do you remember that? Wow. I don't remember warm. I do remember the red. Yep. And in fact, I remember more nuts than pistachio. Oh, yeah. Like maybe peanuts yeah. or something, yeah. too. Well, I was yeah. just a big fan of the pistachio, so that's why I remember that. And, you know, I don't think I've seen one of those machines in, gosh, 40 years. I think a nut vending machine is never going to happen again. Oh, with allergies. Mm. We had in middle school, we had an apple vending machine. What? Mm-hmm. You could get a red delicious apple, your fave, oh. for 25 cents. Okay. And it was super popular. I think it was kind of ahead of its time. Now there's lots of, you know, healthier school lunches. Right. But that was, um, you could go get an apple. And it was, well, they were restocking it very often. It was very popular. And, you know, I've seen uh, fruit in uh, vending machines in, like, cafeterias where you can get all sorts of things from the vending machines. But mm -hmm. I've never seen a standalone fruit vending machine. Just apples. I mean, it may have been since I went to middle school in Washington State. Yeah, apple very, could have yeah. been the apple producers of Washington who right. paid for that or something. I don't know. Mm. Love it. Okay, so Stefan is spreading on the filling. And this is like a frosting. This is yep. like a thick chocolate frosting. And then I'm going to top with the pistachios. Let me know when you're ready. Yeah, are you happy that that's half? I am. Half yeah, I of think the that's, dough is yep, covered. Beautiful. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we're leaving a little bit of a 
um, strip at the edge so that yep. we can seal and not have the filling, you know, oozing yeah, out. Yeah. So true. Okay. Quick question. Do you want to look at the bag of pistachios that we bought and see if these are salted or not? Because on top of the pistachios, we're also supposed to put sea salt flakes, but I feel like that might need to be adjusted depending on whether these are salted or not. So where we've opened the bag, it all it says is id pistachio nuts. We have torn off the section that would have told us. Well, what about ingredients? Well, taste, just taste one. Oh, good point. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be an ingredient if it has salt. It is. Salt. It's right there. That's the, um, that's the ingredient. We have torn it off. Oh, darn it. Okay. They're not salted. Okay. Well, you know me. I'm a salt fiend. So, okay. And we're going to put on some fleur de sel. Hand carried hand by carried Andrea from France. from France. Is there a quantity or are we just sprinkling? Uh, there was a quantity in the ingredient list. Um, it's at a quarter teaspoon, which is hardly any. So I think you're really just maybe putting a few flakes here and there. Are you ready or we got some more pistachios? Uh, I've still got oh a little God. bit more. I'm going to go ahead and use this all so of this. It's so pretty already. Oh, yeah. This is gorgeous. You know, did I see somewhere, I think someone made this online and used tiny little rose petal flakes at the end. Oh, gosh. Because the pink. With the pistachios. Yes, that's kind of classic. so too. pretty. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to sprinkle on just a, a generous pinch of the flaky sea salt. Mm -hmm. Doing my best to be even with that across the filling. Mm -hmm. This is so pretty. Okay, there's the salt. Now we're going to fold up the plain part of the dough. All right, and this is folding up quite nicely. I was a little bit worried that it yeah. might stick to Stefan's counter, but we did not have a single stick. I'm going to seal, press firmly um, along the edges to seal that. Agreed. I'm going to lick my fingers of the chocolate filling. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then we are using a sharp knife or a pizza cutter mm -hmm. and cutting into thin strips between two and two and a half centimeters for a total of 15 to 20. So... We're gonna go the short way. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna cut up vertically. Okay, yeah. So here's my issue now. We have kind of, this looks like a more of a crescent. Right, some of the Should edges. Should we just cut off these little edge pieces that are never, yes. like right here, uh -huh. until we get to a more. Absolutely, okay. so let's so start off with straight that. edges. So we're just gonna, just gonna do that, take that, that away. Here. Cook straight. Two and a quarter centimeters, so let's see what that looks like. Yeah. Like and, you know, I always talk a big game when it comes to measuring, and then I just start cutting. And what are we doing with, like, a jelly roll? What are we putting these on? We're cutting, okay. we're twisting, and we're coiling, in. we're folding, <laughs> and we're placing onto a baking paper lined tray. So, let's get our... Is that what we're baking them on, yep. too? Okay. Uh, yes, although we're doing another rise. Okay. So, I just need my torchlight. <laughs> so, these little wee... Jelly roll hands. It now feels like we're in the Easy Bake Oven kitchen. You want to use these scissors? Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, so while I'm doing this, do you want to start cutting more yep. strips? I'm just going to cut the strips. Yeah, this dough is cutting really nicely. You might run into a couple of spots where you hit a pistachio when you're cutting. That's okay. Can just cut it with the pizza cutter. We're using a pizza cutter. Of course, you could use a sharp knife if you didn't have a pizza cutter. You know that the we sealed the edges, so the entire thing is sealed. But as you're cutting, yikes, along the There's middle, the sides aren't sealed. So that's just being a little bit tricky. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, I've done ten. Yeah, I think this is going to be good because they said between fifteen and twenty, and I think we're going to be. 
probably right around 18, which means what? 17 for me, one for you? So while Andrea is finishing that, I'm on to the next step, which is taking a, the individual strip. Yes. And you're going to twist it, kind of like if you're making like a cheese straw or something like mm -hmm. that. Just twist it kind of gently a few times. I'm going to do it maybe like twice. That makes kind of like six pretty twists. And then with your index finger, you are taking the end of one side mm -hmm. and you're just going to wrap it around your finger. Keep trying to keep that twist. Okay. Now you've got the loose end at the bottom of your finger. Yeah. And you're going to tuck that in. Tuck it in the top or the bottom? I would tuck in the bottom. And then you've made a kind of a spiral. Ah. How far away we should. Yeah, I can just tuck it a little bit more severely. When you're wrapping, are you? I'm also rolling. Are like you rolling twisting. up or wrapping on the same? You're going up. I'm going up, and then I get to the top and okay. I like stop it there. Okay. And then you've got the tail. Right. And then I'm tucking that tail back in the top, actually, because it's kind of keeping it. <laughs> I'm. It's kind of like keeping it contained. I am clearly doing something wrong here. My tail is not tucking. The tail is not tucking. Are you leaving yourself enough tail? Something. Okay, it's not right. Okay, so see that? There's my tail, so I'm just going right. to give myself maybe like a good inch. Okay, Oof. wait, let me do, okay, so twist. Twist, twist. Twist, yep. Okay. And then it's going to start. And then and an then, inch, and you've got your thumb under there? Yeah, my thumb's not involved, though. I mean, my thumb is holding the tail. All right, and then twist. And twist, twist. Twist. You came to the end of the dough. Right. Yep, so then... Ease it off your finger. Okay. And now you've got that tail. Right. I'm proposing you put the tail back to the top. Top. But we should maybe stop and read. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I'm wondering how close these oh, are. Oh, it grow. did say. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful so, one, Andrea. Coil the dough around the fingers to form a bun shape. Yep. Finishing by folding the end of the dough over and under. Yeah, so that's over and under is, I think, the top. Okay. Put each one onto a baking paper lined tray, leaving five centimeters of space between each one. So we're only going to get like six per tray. And we have to rise this, so. So we could put them on a bigger thing to rise and then transfer them to bake. Twist, twist, tail. Mm, these ones in the middle, my filling's starting to kind of. Yeah, that, I, but I think that's okay because when you look at the pictures, the filling is, it's, it's not as if you don't see the filling. The filling uh, no, is definitely you do. yeah. The filling yeah, is yeah, exposed, yeah. That's, that's so I'm sure. okay with that. And that's why you're twisting it too, so there's kind of that braided mm -hmm. almost. Yeah, I know. It's so much fun. So how many did we end up getting? How many did we? Make? I believe it was eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh, nice. Okay, so we're at the high end of the possibilities. Yeah. 15. And these are, I like the size. I, you know, I've often said, um, you know, when co with cookies, I'd rather have one big cookie. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, baked goods, I'd rather have smaller. Because a lot of times, like, you know, when you have the cinnamon rolls, you know, the size of your head, mm -hmm. I feel like... You can only then it's two at a time. Well, it, it makes it difficult to have what I would say like a healthy breakfast. Like like if you also want to have an egg or some fruit or something when the when the baked part is so huge. That's really pretty. I think I like that one the best. Which one? This one I just did here. Oh, yeah, the nice. ones in the middle are definitely thick guys. Gosh, I'm so hungry. I'm to eat these already. There we go. Okay. Uh, are we covering them? Are we yep. Now? Cling film, cover, rise for one hour. I really wish we had some preheaters here to help with the cleanup. <laughs> no. 
Now that we know we can ask students to do that. Yeah, it was really interesting. At our puff pastry class, we spent a good maybe 15, 20 minutes helping to clean up, which, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, it's part of the process. Okay, so we've got an hour rise, and then we're going to bake these babies off. So see you in a bit. What's the best thing about these buns, Andrea? Um, and, and I'm sure this is part of why I picked this recipe. There is no cinnamon. And I think Bobka traditionally does have a cinnamon, yes? So with the chocolate or just like oh, a traditional recipe? Yeah, I, I think traditionally cinnamon is a big part of Bobka, but I could oh, be wrong on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, they have risen beautifully. It was an hour rise. Andrea is brushing them with just a simple egg wash, so just crack an egg and beat it gently with a fork. They are, I wouldn't say they doubled, but they just puffed nicely. Yeah. And my fan-assisted oven is preheating to 160. 70, which is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> which is some Fahrenheit equivalent. It's in the 350-ish, 325-ish, 350, because 180 is a 350. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Okay. It's right around there. Okay, so they are on parchment line baking sheets. We're going to do two sheets at a time, so we're going to switch it out halfway through the baking. So one's going to go on the lower and one's going to go on the upper. And how do you, is it ready? Uh, one more little thing. When that gets all the way over, ah, it'll be okay. completely warm. Very exciting here, using a new oven to cook with. And our bake time is 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Because it's a fan oven, it's basically like a convection oven. Even though he calls for that, I always, I'll maybe check it at 18. Okay. Yeah. Because it could over. Yeah. Because it just does go faster sometimes, okay. depending right. on what you're cooking. Okay. So these, I can't wait on these. I know. I they look so good. So, Andrea, how long has this taken us? We started a little after 9. It's hard to say. I mean, it is 12.30, so that's three and a half hours, but we've had two separate resting periods. Right, so it hasn't been active the whole time no. at all. Mm -mm. And we have rested and risen them for exactly the time we haven't gone Right, there. we haven't gone over. Okay, it's heated. Okay. So, in we go. Okay, here we are with our completed buns. We got a baker's dozen, or 13 just beautifully sized really they are so beautiful to yeah, look at they're gorgeous and we got about six or seven they're not like half the size but they're just smaller I would say they're two-thirds the size yeah yeah mm -hmm. so 19 total um and the beautiful little knots we did brush the simple syrup on top we are thinking that's for moistness also maybe a little bit to get the crumbled crushed pistachios to adhere to the top mm-hmm so you do want to set aside some pistachios and not use all 75 grams in the filling. So you have some to sprinkle on top. Or have more. Or but have more. Buy aside. more than you need. But that's not called out in the recipe, which is, yeah. Yeah, which is important. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. Let's go. I'm taking this one. It's beautiful. It looks like a Celtic knot. I'm taking this one. It kind of like went sideways, but it's, it's humble and be very beautiful. Mm. Okay. So they're gorgeous golden dough with mm -hmm. the dark, dark chocolate filling. Which is pretty crumbly. Mine is like crumbling. I know. Right I'm handing you. Do you want this? Yes. We're drinking okay. our tea, but we're kneading our saucers because as you eat, the chocolate filling sort of crumbles out. Yeah. It's kind of dry, the filling. It's so good. Oh. Andrea. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really happy with these. I'm sure the sound of our chewing is really fun for people <laughs> to hear. Let's make sure we amplify that. You can taste the lemon in the dough, which is a really mm -hmm. unique flavor pairing with the chocolate. And Andrea, you just told me that there's a very famous New Orleans cake that does that combo, but 
I'm not sure I've had a chocolate lemon combo. Yeah, you know, it's interesting now that I'm thinking about it. Like, I think lemon and pistachio definitely go together, and I've mm-hmm. done that. Pistachio and chocolate go together, but I don't know that I've ever had those three, and I'm really liking it. The chocolate filling isn't overly sweet because it's that dark mm-hmm. chocolate. The dough itself isn't overly sweet either. Which is really nice. With our milk chocolate pots, we did milk chocolate with orange. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why dark chocolate with none mm. wouldn't work. And in fact, it does. Well, they're just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love the contrast of the green pistachios, especially. So I wouldn't skip that step. Just definitely sprinkle some on at the top. Oh, these are no. so good. These are for sure two thumbs up. Big win. Wow. Bake along. I know. I recommend them for your home, for your family, but these would also be so much fun to bring to like some sort of breakfast event. Mm. They're very breakfasty to me. Do you see them as an evening dessert? No, no. no I, don't I see this as a brunch yeah. breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they're not overly sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. So excellent rise, excellent recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now who's going to do dishes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait till the kids get home. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this special bonus Bobka Bakes episode. Regular preheated episodes drop every Monday, and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. You can also find us on our website, preheatedpodcast.com, and in our Facebook group, Preheated, as well as on Instagram, where we're at preheatedpod. Until next time, I'm Stefan Cohn in London. Thanks for listening, and sweet dreams. is written, hosted, and edited by Andrea Ballard and Stefan Cohn in association with 24th Floor Productions. So mm, that's going to sound nice.